You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 14. Today's topic, North America's version of the second round of the PM Flash blog, Project Management Around the World, with Sherry Esner and Rich Maltzman. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Philippi. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast. My name is Mark Philippi, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. Today, I'm really excited to present to you the, the first episode in a series called Project Management Around the World. In this series, I have as my guests project management bloggers from around the world sharing what project management is like in their part of the world. This is the result of the second round of the PM Flash blog. Now, what is a PM Flash blog? If you didn't catch it the first time, back in the last half of 2013, Shim Maram came up with the idea to have project management bloggers from around the world share their thoughts on what project management means to them. With that idea, almost 80 bloggers shared their thoughts about what project management means, those bloggers released their posts all at the same time on the same day. And that's what the PM Flash blog was all about. Now, I got thinking about it a couple of months ago that I wanted to get to know a little bit more about what project management is like around the world and started to put this together. And so I called together those, those PM bloggers in round two of the PM Flash blog. And so we've gathered together over 50 bloggers about project management. So each week, bloggers from around the world will release their point of view of what happens on project management in their part of the world. Now, the first round was March 3rd. North America presented their posts. March 10th, Europe presented their posts. At the time of this recording, they've both of those have already been released. Now, this upcoming March 17th, Australia and New Zealand will present their posts, and the rest of the world will follow. Now, in today's episode, two of the North American PM bloggers join me as we share our thoughts about project management from our point of view in our part of the world. Sherry Esner resides in Ontario, Canada, and Rich Maltzman resides in the, on the East Coast of the United States, and presents his point of view from New England. I also wrote a blog post about what I see in project management in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, where I reside. The three of us shared our thoughts on the PM Hangout this last Friday, and this is our conversation. And now, today's feature. So with me today, I want to welcome my guests. So Let's start with you. And uh, Sherry, if you would introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll come back and we'll talk about your post specifically. Okay. Uh, my name is Sherry Esner. Uh, I am a PMP in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I run a company called Core Builders, and we work with PMs on their soft skills, leadership, and team building. Great. Well, Welcome. Thank and it, you. And it was a joy talking to you before we started. Thank you. Rich, take yourself off a of mute and introduce yourself, if you would, please. Hello. Hi. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, so, 
uh, Rich Malsman. I'm in uh, an area just north of Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm part of a two-person company called Earth PM, myself and Dave Shirley, and we've blogged and written extensively on the intersection of project management and sustainability. Well, great. Thank you. And just for myself, again, most of you, have, those of you that have listened to the Hangouts, I'm actually from Spokane, Washington. I am a project manager by day, and I, I'm, a, uh, I guess, a PM geek at night, too, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, let's get started. We, Like I said, we will likely be joined. Um, the We have one other person that will be joining us likely later on. He emailed me just before we got started saying he was stuck in a meeting. Hopefully he'll jump, jump on later and then we will introduce him. So what we're going to do is we'll, we're going to talk, give every, each one of us a little bit of time to talk about our post and, and then we'll discuss those and, and, and see where we think trends are going and those things that are important. Sherry, let's start with you. Okay. I wrote my post around community. I am. Uh, I wrote it about the PM chapters in Ontario where I live. Uh, we have quite a, uh, a large PM community here. There are six PM chapters within a, the furthest one away is a four-hour driving distance. We have three within the metropolitan Toronto area alone. So we service quite a few PMs throughout Ontario. And one of the things that we have done is we are engaged and we are sharing amongst the chapter leaders quarterly. We get together, we have a meeting, and everybody is so collaborative. That's what I love about PMs. PMs are collaborative people. We do not reinvent the wheel. We take a base and we leverage that. And that's the beauty of being a project manager and being in a community. So if you belong to a chapter, that is a small project management community. But there is a larger community as well if you get together with the Ontario leaders. And what we do is we look at value that everybody is providing for their members. We share ideas. We share documentation. We... um talk to one another about our problems. Recently, our speaker canceled on us for our monthly meeting, and the uh, board of directors went, now what are we going to do? I just emailed out the chapter leaders in Ontario and said, help, I need a speaker. It took 12 hours for me to get a speaker. That's how much, within minutes, people were saying, okay, what do you need, Sherry? This is, you know... Like, they are amaze, an amazing group. They are true leaders. PMI teaches us. They train us to do this. And when you have a meeting with these people, they check their egos at the door. It is unbelievably collaborative. The team just gels because we all have the same vision. We're all there for the same purpose, and we all want to provide value to our members. So that is another community. And PMI is run on volunteers. We're volunteers. All the chapter leaders are volunteers. All of the board of directors are volunteers. And uh, we just, we're a small chapter. So we just became strategic. So now we have committee chairs and volunteers. So there is a layer there. However, 
all the portfolio managers are practicing servant leadership and because that's what we are there for to serve the members and serve the volunteers and that is one way if you want to be a PM and you have no experience that's one way to get experience you join your local chapter and volunteer we run ours like a PMO so we all of our initiatives are chartered and run by a PM so that's what we do we're PMs so join your chapter offer to volunteer and you'll get experience and you will learn and you will grow and that was really what my contribution was to project management in Canada I wanted to demonstrate that here we are very open collaborative transparent and really trying to practice servant leadership and honor our members great Sherry I enjoyed your post I can't remember. Did you mention that you're you're president of your chapter? Yes, I did. not in my post, <laughs> but yes, I am the president of a of a, a local chapter here in uh, Toronto, one of the smaller ones. And uh, this is my first year as president, and I can't tell you how rewarding it has been. Just working with the team, learning, growing, it has been just a really an outstanding experience. And I'm looking forward to more. So, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, that that's really uh, it's really. I highly recommend it for anybody to uh, give service to your community. Perfect. I I think that a couple of things that strike me are the things that you wrote about and what you just talked about. Is you're right. PMI. I think PMI has done a great job of of course identifying standards, laying those things out for us, so we we can be professional in, in the way we approach things. But we really do need to put our own twist on things. And as we get together in the chapters, there's a lot we can learn from each other to Absolutely. become better people and better project managers. And so I think I'm, I'm glad you wrote about that. And I like how you say, I think I'm trying to remember the exactly words that you had in your post is that, that we're collaborative. Um, yes, absolutely. Type of people. Absolutely. It is. And it's not a competition. Some people are very competitive. But if you're a project manager, you have to give up on competitiveness because it isn't going to get you anywhere. Uh, that is the old way to lead. And this is about collaboration and working together as a team so you can fulfill the vision and the, the project that you're working on. It's and it's up to the leader to take the team down the road. But... Go down the road with your team. Good. And how do you think, how do you feel that in your part of the world, you, certainly you're, you're big on the chapters, how does PMI helping towards, uh, in other ways, outside of the chapters, how is PMI furthering the project management cause and making, uh, making it so projects in your part of the world are, they, are run better? They are amazing, and they do this for the whole world. They offer two training sessions per year that chapter leaders only. They, they, when you go there, it's just chapter leaders, people who are on board of directors. One is your region, which is your region meeting, which is they've divided the world into regions. I'm in region three, which includes Michigan, Ontario, Connecticut, Vermont, uh, Montreal, uh, Quebec. So, 
we get together once a year, just so the, the chapter leaders within our region, and we learn from each other. And uh, we talk about different things that different chapters are doing, different initiatives. And PMI teaches us how to be leaders and run a chapter. And then once a year, they have the Leadership Institute meeting, which is for North America, but they hold five of them all over the world. And even at the North American one, you see people from all over the world. And it is the most valuable two and a half days. I went this year and took three new chapter leaders. And when I brought them home, they were 10 feet off the ground. They were so inspired by all the things that they learned. And uh, they really grew from it. And PMI is serious about making sure that the chapter leaders understand what their role is. And they uh, really are very collaborative with us. And it's a, it's a really a wonderful organization. Now, how, how do you think that that translates, that training in the chapters themselves, how does that translating into making those, those leaders uh, become better project managers in, in their projects outside of the chapters? While they're getting leadership skills that they may not normally get, because a lot of companies do not provide leadership training, they're looking for that PMP beside our name. However, the PMBOK does not teach you leadership and team building. And at the chapter, that's what we encourage. That's how we run it. That's what we, that's what we want to teach people. And they take that back to their jobs and they're more effective with their teams. They're more effective in leading their teams. And part of being a PM is you become a lifelong learner and you need to learn and grow. And one of the ways that you can do that is through the chapter. Great. I, that, that comment about being a lifelong learner, uh, I've, I was having the, that exact same discussion a few weeks ago with a gal at work, and, and that was the exact words that she used. Yeah, a, she's actually becoming a project manager. She's, she's studying for her CAPM, and one of the comments was is that, wow, it just seems like a project manager is a person that has to become a, a lifetime learner. And yes. So, great, great comment there. Thank you. And social media is key to this. I, I cannot, I, I hope that some PMs watch this and go, wow, because I have learned so much from all the other PMs that I'm engaging with on social media that the, the learning is phenomenal. So if you're scared or worried about putting yourself out there, just watch. And you'll learn. You don't have to be like Mark or myself and really put yourself out there, but you can watch and you will learn. Oh, I completely agree. I've Ever since I've started to do this, it has changed my perspective on project management. Just being able to talk to people from all over the world. Yes, on, absolutely. It just changes your perspective. It's, it's great. Yes. But you're yes. right. Not everybody. It's, it's interesting because I, when I first started doing these hangouts, I thought, well, great, we're going to have t uh, 10 people each time we do a hangout, just get together mm -hmm. so we can chat. And I've had some people that, that will join hesitantly, but when, and they'll join. And I thought Rich was going to be in that category, but he's, he looks like he's got his camera going. But yeah. some of them don't want to turn on the camera because they don't want to be seen. And that's, that's perfectly okay. Really? See, and I love these hangouts because I think that 
they are a wonderful way to learn and share and uh, meet people from all over the globe. And I, anybody um, who wants to do a hangout really should give it a try. Agreed. They're fun. <laughs> they are. All right. And I'm in my, I, I'm in my, in my office in my house. Where are you, Mark? Oh, well, I'm actually in the house as well. That's right. So, just so people understand, these are free. We're doing this. It's not costing us anything. And I haven't left my house. So, as it's, long- uh, and it, if you have a computer, you can do this too. Computer and a good internet access. That's right. Great. Well, Sherry, thank you again for participating on the on the uh, blog, the PM Flash blog. First of all, and thank great you for post. Me. Thank you, Rich. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. It, it, and hang around definitely. But, uh, okay. but yeah, I'm I'm glad you did, Rich. Let's let's go to you. Okay. Let, let's uh, let's talk about you. I read your post uh, actually this morning. What a great post! I learned a lot from your post. By the way. That's good. That's the intent, sharing knowledge. Um, I do want to uh, endorse everything Sher- uh, Sherry said. I'm a former VP of professional development for PMI Mass Bay, happens to be in the same region. I've finished that. I'm now working on a, as a volunteer on a, on a college outreach subcommittee. So I've gone from a VP to to subcommittee member. But it's it's quite an awesome experience uh, if you have any opportunity at all to get active in PMI chapters, do it, whether it's in Ontario or Massachusetts or Wichita, it doesn't matter. Hey, Rich, uh, Rich, before you go mm-hmm. any farther, I got a question. I, I, we don't, I don't want to take it up to time now, but I'm also the, I'm the VP of programs in my chapter. And yes. just two, last Tuesday, we were mm-hmm. talking about starting up a, a college outreach thing, a mentoring program. So afterwards, okay. if you have time, Stick around because I have questions for you. Absolutely. The, the outreach program awesome. is, bi, is bi-directional. So we're focused on uh, outreach from the PMI to the colleges, what we can offer them. And also they have jobs for PMs uh, who are partially or even fully or unemployed who could teach PM classes or put together PM programs. There's all kinds of ideas there. And uh, so I'm glad to share. Great. Okay. The other thing I wanted to endorse as far as what Sherry said is uh, LinkedIn and social media. Uh, hangouts like this are critical. A quick story. I established a few years ago a LinkedIn group called PM Bloggers. And I thought to myself that maybe 12, 15 people would join because it's, re- I mean, talk about a niche. This is for people who happen to blog about our discipline. And I figured, you know, it doesn't. Well, I'm up to, I don't even know. I think it's something like 2,700 members. No, it's at last time I looked, it's, uh, I actually looked a couple of weeks ago. It's over 3,000, if I remember. So this is, yeah, because I get 40, 50 a day uh, asking to join. So this is just supposedly for people who blog about PM. Maybe they, maybe it was for prime ministers. I, I don't know. But <laughs> in any case, uh, it's become pretty popular. So th- there's that. So uh, again, just wanted to shout out to Sherry that um, uh, Sherry probably not pronouncing your name right. Uh, no, that, perfect. Okay, that uh, you're right on. Thank you. So about the uh, blog post, this is our second posting in this uh, series. Uh, Shim Marome started this whole thing. Actually, I came up with the name for it. Um, he didn't have a name at the time, so I, I, I said, why don't we call it a Flash Blog because it's kind of a uh, like a flash mob. I didn't know so that. He, he, yeah, so he liked that, and we adopted I didn't know the name. That either. 
That's all right. He 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 gave me a dollar ninety nine for it. So. <laughs> Any case, so this is the this is the second time Earth PM has participated in this, and the first one was about what PM means to me. This one was called PM Around the World, and that's kind of a natural for for us because around the world, around the planet, planet sustainability, it seemed to make sense. But I didn't I didn't make this a preachy blog post about sustainability. I just instead bragged a little bit about New England and talked a bit about two very different projects that are taking place in New England or have taken place in New England. <laughs> I think you would talk to New Englanders and find out that we indeed are still experiencing the big dig. So it's it's an ongoing project whether the whether the government wants to tell us it was done or not. <laughs> So I won't go into the details. It's there in the in the blog post, and there's pointers there to where you can continue and learn more about both of these. But the two projects were the Big Dig, a something around the range of twenty four billion dollar project. Uh, at when all is said and done, so far, to depress the artery, the main artery of traffic in Boston below ground, to build some new bridge infrastructure and new exits and to ease the traffic in downtown Boston. And in in some ways it has it has worked. But there have been some significant failures, including loss of life with this uh, program. So it's interesting to to look at it for lessons learned. So I won't explain it all to you. In fact I think I reference a book by a colleague from Boston University called Mega Projects that features the big dig. So certainly if you're interested in learning more about that project, the blog post is a resource to pointers to more information. The second project is quite the opposite. It's not infrastructure. It's actually a, a large pharmacy chain, which I'm not sure if it goes into Canada. I'd be interested to know. CVS, uh, CVS Caremark is the parent company, and they made a, a fairly radical decision to take out all tobacco products from their stores. So they no longer, CVS used to be where you could go to buy cigarettes, and that won't be true in a month or two. So that's a project. In fact, I'm waiting for the VP of Corporate Social Responsibility to get back to me with some project details. So I'll follow up on that blog post with project management details. I mean, it has a definitive beginning and end. It has it consumes resources, and it has a, a clear charter and so forth. So uh, I'm going to be continuing to blog about that with, I think her name is uh, Eileen Boone, and she's the VP of Corporate Social Responsibility. So I, I blog there about the connection between mission, vision, and values with operations. So CVS runs, runs pharmacies. And one day they kind of sat back and said, our objective is to make fee- people better. And we're selling tobacco. Doesn't quite jive. So they um, made a decision to follow through on a corporate level with what their mission was, which was health care. And tobacco didn't fit into that portfolio. So they removed the operation of selling tobacco. Uh, so where does that, what does that mean to project managers? Well, it initiated a project. In our book, we wrote about a whole spectrum of so-called green or sustainable projects. Some of them are obvious, like a wind farm or uh, an effort to save a species that's being lost or uh, a new fuel, a new biofuel. Clearly, all those are green projects. But you might have a project in your company to um, to reduce emissions, to to save money, but in a, in effect, it's a sustainability-oriented project. And this is an example of one. 
And it makes the point we're trying to make in the most recent set of uh, messages we're sending, which is that project managers need to hook up to the company's or the organization's mission statement. That's where they have their power. Their charter should be connected up through the, the pyramid of projects, programs, or portfolios to that very top level where the enterprise says, this is what we're about. And if your charter is traceable through some kind of a golden thread to that uh, enterprise-level commitment, you have projects like this one at CVS that are quite sustainability-oriented. So that's what the blog post is about. It's it's really a review, a quick review of those two projects. It brags a little bit about New England at the front because it's a geographically-oriented um, series of posts like where are you around the world so I just tried to make people familiar with uh, you know New England and where it lives and kind of nestled between Canada and New York and that it was a lot of fun to, to write it and I hope uh, I hope it gets a lot of views and I hope people learn from it that's all I can really hope for well rich thank you it was it was a it was a great post I I thoroughly enjoyed I, I had known about the big dig of course and mm -hmm. the, I had not looked into the numbers. I was amazed at the numbers that you provided there. You know, I had a discussion. What was it? I had a, a discussion a couple of weeks ago with Carl Pritchard, who is the risk manager. Um, yes. He's the risk guy. And one of the things that he was, we, we talked about was the idea of when you, for risk, you should p pick a limit in which, all right, when is it that I'm going to stop this project? If, mm -hmm. if there's, if it's a budget issue, for instance, am I going to stop that budget at, at that if, if I go a hundred thousand dollars over the cost or 20% or whatever that is? Certainly if they would have, if they would have, uh, identified that ahead of time on the big dig, they probably would have stopped it because I don't think they expected five times the amount that the original budget no. was for. No, uh, and again, the, the book that, uh, Ginny uh, Griman wrote, uh, Virginia Griman wrote, covers this in, in detail. And she's writing from the inside out because she was involved in some of the project planning for that project. So she she has a great view. So I, I do highly recommend that you look at the blog post, find the link to her book if you're interested in reading the details and learning from this. I mean, there's all kinds of vendor issues and uh, vendor control. There's a stakeholder management. Did they really consider all the proper stakeholders when this was being built? You know, neighbors who may not even have a car, but who are going to be faced with literally the freeing of rodents from, you know, the dig, right? So you, you dig this big hole and you displace a whole bunch of vermin <laughs> it's got they have to go somewhere and they tend to go you know to the neighboring home so did they think about that in advance so risk risk management has its roots in assumptions management and stakeholder management or at least good risk management does and uh, i think that there's some strong lessons learned that can work their way all the way back to sustainability in terms of a real broad uh, and thorough job of identifying all your stakeholders Sherry, thoughts about uh, that? I don't know if you had a chance to read uh, Rich's post yet, but uh, there's a lot. I to did read. read his post. I did read his post. I have to tell you, I was there during the big dig only once. I was there on business. I could not wait to get out of that town. <laughs> the noise. They were going 24 hours a day. It was the jackhammers. So you didn't think about me as a traveler either. So, and 
So I really couldn't wait to leave, which is unfortunate because uh, I was, you know, it, it is a beautiful city, and I, I did not get to enjoy it while I was there. No, I, I have it right here. It says here, Canadian Travelers Who Blog About Project Management. <laughs> and it's right yeah, it's right there, yes. And the other thing, the CVS project, very, very interesting. I want you to know that we are much further ahead than that here. Smoking, you can't smoke anywhere in Ontario. Even outside of a building, you must be 10 meters away from the door. They do not sell cigarettes in pharmacies and have not for many years for the very same reason. And mm -hmm. the only place that you can buy cigarettes are in what we call a convenience store, and they're not even allowed to display them. Hmm. So you would go into the convenience store before, and you would see all the different brands of cigarettes. Now they have shelves. They have a, it's, it's actually like a, it would be in a filing cabinet and you open up the door when they order their brand. Mm -hmm. And then you close the door and nobody sees the cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And that's how far they have gone here. But that's mostly from, is that mostly through government initiative? The out of the drug stores, no. Uh, we, our big drug store here is Shoppers Drug Mart. That's a big chain in, in, uh, Ontario, and they did it of their own volition, and all the other pharmacies followed. That's probably uh, what will happen here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As for in the convenience store, that was mandated, legislated. Right. So. Yeah. So I mean, our point here is not to be anti-smoking or or anti or anti or pro-government. It's strictly trying to be a, a referee as a project manager and say, look what an organization did to connect their mission statement to their operations. Yes, and that it's beautiful. We, right. It really is beautiful that they've done that. Right. And, and the project the, the project excuse me, the project management piece is to realize where we are in that in that pyramid scheme. <laughs> you know, at the very top you have the CEO and COO at uh, establishing strategies and at the base of the pyramid you have operations, projects and, and operations. And it's programs, portfolios, and projects that connect that top level of ideation, which is what Stanford University calls it, ideation is mission, vision, and values, all the way down to day-to-day -day, uh, operations. And we are right, we are the single touch point between strategy and portfolios, programs, and projects. So that's us. If we break that chain, even if the leaders have great ideas about what we're all about and, and they're altruistic and they make sense, they may not get executed because the project manager is more like time to make the donuts, you know, head down, you know, just uh, doing what we do because we tend to be very problem-solving oriented and not not always strat strategic and enterprise-level oriented. You know, one of the things I think I, I like the most about your post is that point that you're talking about. The fact that ultimately we as project managers have to deliver value based on a strategy or the value that's identified by the organization or the customer. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us. If we don't do that, then what's the use of us as project managers? Right, right. And so I thought that that was a great point that you have there. And, I, you know, and and one other quick thing. We are change agents. You don't have a project unless you want some kind of change. Right. 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 So because we're change agents, we can be the ones that raise our hand and say, 
why are we bringing in five new brands of cigarettes here at CVS? Maybe we should be thinking about taking them out. I'm not saying we have to be political activists. I'm not saying we all have to join Greenpeace. This is not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that if we see something that's a mismatch, anything, that's, I mean, let's say our objective is to sell cigarettes, and we're not. We can raise our hand and say, why aren't we selling more cigarettes? So on either side, we are... We are capable of, we sometimes don't even know we're wearing the so-called ruby slippers, and I actually have a blog post about about us being Dorothy, <laughs> if you know the reference to Wizard of Oz. We've had the power all along. We can be the ones that say to BP, maybe we should do this extra test. Maybe, you know, maybe measuring ourselves strictly on operational Oil production is not the way to go. Maybe we could. Maybe we should run this one extra cement bond test. Another thing I've blogged about on Earth PM. It, it doesn't. Again, doesn't mean we have to be activists. It just means means we need to be conscious of the company's overall mission, mission and values when we run our projects. End of speech. <laughs> yes, I, 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 Rich. I also think that we, as project managers, and I'm sure you'll agree with me have to ensure that projects are going full life cycle, right through yes. the disposition. Yes. And that is something that is key, and that is something that a project manager really should be putting their hand up about. I live outside of Toronto, right near the Pickering and Darlington nuclear stations that were built 35 years ago. There really wasn't a PMBOK. There really wasn't project management. They never went full life cycle. And we're still paying for that now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so where, 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 that's why project management is so valuable, and that's why it's so important as PMs, we do ensure that we are going full life cycle. Right. Now, be careful because I have had some significant, I agree with you, of course, but we've had some significant pushback when we've made these kinds of statements. We've had people come back to us and say, quote, unquote, Get out of our face. We manage projects. When we turn them over, they're done. Our measurement of success is handover to operations. And I think we beg to differ. We, we, that is a key milestone, and it is a key measurement for us. But if we're not thinking about the life cycle, if we're not thinking about what happens to the product of the project in its steady state, we fail to identify risks, we fail to identify stakeholders, we end up doing a poor job on the project or in Canadian project. Right. So um, I, I, I seriously, I agree with, I think this is, this is a, a, a sore spot for some people. We have had the equivalent, no, no threats per se, but the equivalent of hate mail on the really? subject when we blog about this. Yes. So, well, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear what people react to this uh, hangout with. Wow. I, I really was not trying to be political. I just no. No, uh, we, really... We it's just a fact, and it's it's not meant. It's really meant as a learning tool. Absolutely, really. absolutely. And you know, we. I think you just have to face the fact that project managers are trained that there's that you. I don't know if you can see me, but you have yes. a beginning and an end to your project, yes. and we already have the, the way it was. The way it's been phrased to me is we already have enough bleepity bleep constraints. We already have enough. We've got budget. We've got a, a schedule. We have a certain amount of scope. If you're going to tell me I have to be responsible also for saving the planet, this is how they'll put it, or or uh, uh, helping people, I can't do that. 
And well, I, I think that, that, that we're seeing a shift in organizational cultures. And I think as project managers running our teams, we can be part of that shift. And that is what the next generation of leaders is going to be after. And I think that we have to adapt to that. That's okay. right. Well, you know, you know, that's interesting because to bring this back to the, the concept of, of project management around the world, uh, the things that you guys are talking about, Rich, especially if we, if we look at the, the way the culture is going and, uh, especially the, the interest in the green part of things, keeping yes. things green, those changes in cultures will drive future projects. Yes. And it, our projects that are here in the United States or in Canada or in Mexico, those projects are unique to our region. And th there might be similarities throughout the world. And, and I can't wait to find out how this translates in, in Europe and, and throughout the rest of the world because those things are going to be unique there. And so I think the things we're talking about is we will, we are seeing changes in the, in the types of projects that occur, both as technology changes and as the uh, mindset of the culture changes. And I right. think that will continue to, we'll see those changes as we go. Right. Right. And as, as Sherry said, we, we, we want to take the politics out of this. That's right. Forget, Absolutely. Completely forget politics. Go to, this is one of the things we coach people to do, and it's so easy. Just go to your company or organization's webpage. Click on About Us. You will likely find either a CSR section or uh, our commitment to the planet or, uh, you know, about, you know, CVS and people or if it's an agricultural company, it might be something like we support farmers, whatever. Click on that area of your webpage and explore it because then you separate politics. Now you're allegiant to your organization, and that's what you need to do no matter where you stand on any political spectrum. If your company is making statements like, we support fair trade, then when you're procuring resources for your project, maybe you should be procuring in a fair trade way, because not because you believe it politically, but because your boss's boss's boss has said that to the world. That's right. So, good, good point. Good point. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to share. We'll jump to my post. Oh, yes, we Please. did talk about yours. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like analogies. And in this one, as I think about the way I see project management occurring from my little bubble in this world, and, again, I'm, I live in the state of Washington, Pacific Northwest, the United States. And, again, this is from my perspective. I think of what's happening in project management, it's – I referred to it as uh, as a person, a guy that is in the mi mature middle ages that's just entering puberty. <laughs> because the way I look at it is that project management has done some great maturing over the last several years, uh, especially with PMI setting the standards. I became a PMP. Um, I think my number for the PMP is something like 39,000 and change, something like that. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's several hundred thousand PMPs in the world today. I don't even know what the numbers, I didn't go look at the numbers, but I know just in the last 12, 15 years, those, those, that standardization that's happening is really helping us to, in, in the project management field to become mature. 
It's over half a million, just so you know. Is that where yes. it's at now? Yep. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and there's 300, 309 chapters worldwide. And I know that they're, they're serving something like, it's like 750,000 people worldwide. Is that right? That are members? Uh, I'm not sure on the numbers. Members, on the chapter. Mem- chapter membership, uh, total PMI membership is also around that same half a million number. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So just, that just talks to the whole maturity of how things are coming and, and, and that's, that's great. But also the <laughs> entering the puberty part of it, I also see because of economic struggles and or influences, informational things that are happening with technology, uh, all of those different things are causing some changes in the way business ha- occurs. As each economic downturn occurs and, and all the different struggles that businesses go through, they're having to find different ways of making project management work. How, well, basically, I'll take it back. The way business is done, and because of the way business is done, that's driving changes in the way we do project management. And I, I personally see a lot of continued shift towards agile project management. Not that it's doing a total switch, but PMI themselves has has brought agile into their framework. And there's just, it's just growing. So, and I don't think it's at, I'm not saying that agile is the way to do uh, project management totally across the board. It's just an indication that things are changing and project management profession is changing as time is going. And I think that that will just continue to, to evolve and, and as we should. And to me, that's exciting because that entering into puberty, brings the vitality that we need in our project management realm environment and in the, in the ranks as well. And so I think that that is, that was one of the things that I see. The other thing that I've seen a trend is a lot of organizations are adapting project management in a contract fashion. I've entered, I personally have entered into the contract consulting end of things for the last several years and I see more and more companies. So, for instance, the company I work for, all of the project managers in the IT department are contractors. They have the program managers are direct reports to, they actually work for the organization, but the project managers themselves are contractors. And I see that trend happening in different places that I've been at. And I see, I think the reason why some of that happens is just again, going back to economic uh, needs. And, and I think that that's just one of the tr- things that I see. I'm not even saying that's a good thing or a bad thing at this point, because I think that it's just a trend or something that I'm seeing that's happening. Anyway, that's, that was my position from, again, my little bubble in the world. So thoughts? Yeah, I thought that's an interesting analogy. And I was wondering where we can find maybe at CVS, the, the, the proper, creams for you know that when we break out of puberty you know we're going to have, have problems with our skin tone <laughs> maybe that's what you know maybe that's what we can focus on next so that's a new anyway. product maybe a pro- project management pimple cream huh it is pmp <laughs> we can spell it p-m-p-l-e <laughs> as long as we don't have to write a test <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> if you pass these two, if you get these two hundred questions right, of course only one hundred seventy-five will count. You right. will get a tube of cream. <laughs> anyway, no, I thought it was very well done and uh, expressed uh, something I hadn't really thought of in that in that framework. Uh, so I think that, I think a that the the geographic idea here of kind of letting people talk about how it is in their region of the world is is a real nice thing. I think we. I think I won't speak for myself, but I think the two of you have uh, have done that very well, and it makes it for more interesting reading. And in particular, Mark, yours was uh, was enjoyable, and it had a little bit of com comedic edge to it. And as you might be able to tell, I enjoy that. So thanks. Well, good things. I I I enjoyed it too, Mark. And I I have to tell you that in our little chapter, we only have three ACPs, and we have more people who are curious about it than we do have people who have actually gone and got that designation. Uh, however, uh, I know that they are doing a lot of agile uh, in the IT services industry, and uh, I think it is very effective. And I do see that shift. So I myself do not want to be an ACP just because I that's not the direction that I would like to go in, but I think that People are being slow to grasp onto that methodology, and I think that both methodologies are excellent, and both of them have a place. So I, I, I think that we need to educate more people on ACP. So I thought that your blog was great okay. and funny. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, any other thoughts before we sign off? Oh, I want to say one thing. Um, thank you, Mark, for putting this together, for one. And I'm so glad that you did. I'm, I loved participating in this. And I also wanted to say that I preferred this fashion where we release blogs from different countries each week. I found the other way a little bit overwhelming. Uh, this way, you really get the opportunity to read and think about what people are writing before the next wave of them comes out. So this time, like I've read everybody's blogs and they were excellent. And I can't wait for the next wave. And I think this was uh, an interesting way to do it. And I, I'm liking this. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping everybody's enjoying it. And I'm hoping that everybody learns from each other about the different parts of the world. Yes, so, I hope so too. Um, Cherry, you want to share as we get ready to sign off, you want to share contact information about yourself, how people can get a hold of you, how they can, you know, anything about your business or anything like that? Okay. You can get me at uh, sherry at corebuilders.com, and my company is corebuilders.com, and we do training. It's, it's directed at PMs, and we work with teams, and we work with leadership teams, and we work with project teams to help them make that cultural shift from me to we. I also want to say from from uh, Corporate Social Responsibility, we support a charity called we to me uh, me, me to we It's a movement here that was started in Toronto, and yes, we embrace it, and uh, it is on the website, and the company is a green company, Rich, of course, as we move forward. And we do great interactive workshops that people really benefit from and they learn and grow. 
Great. Thanks again, Sherry, for both participating on the, on the flash blog as well as here on the hangout. Thank you. Rich. Yes. Any last thoughts about what we've talked about today and then uh, share any information about how we can get a hold of you or hear more about, about uh, Earth PM? Uh, I would uh, use the time basically to make sure people know how to get more information on the subject, not just necessarily about us. But I, of course, would want to direct you to earthpm.com, just www.earthpm.com. It is a, a, a landing page that's mainly a blog. It's about 450 posts on that site as well as refer, uh, resources and other ways to, to get us. Uh, us is myself and Dave Shirley. We have uh, each 35 plus years of experience. We wrote a book called Green Project Management. It won the Cleveland Award in 2011, which we, we were shocked and happily surprised about. Awesome. And we have used the book as a basis for courseware in uh, sustainability in project management. We're trying to back away from just green because the subject is really about sustainability in the greater sense, not just not just green project management. And, and we actually have a follow-up book coming out that's going to be titled something like The Sustainability Wheel. And that actually looks at programs and portfolios more than projects because we found that it's at that level that it's closer to strategy, closer to mission, vision, values. I'd also want to direct people to our EarthPM LinkedIn group, which is in the also in the range of 2,000-plus members now. By subscribing to that group, you also get updates. And we have a Facebook page and Twitter account as well, and certainly would uh, request that you follow us on Twitter because we it's more real-time. So I'll put up a reaction to this. I'll post this uh, hangout there. That's RichEarthPM, so at I think you have to put an at sign in front of that, at Rich Earth PM, to follow us on, on Twitter. So that's really it. I mean, Earth PM is a landing page. You can, uh, there's, there's a connection to other blogs and uh, in both projects, because we, we consult and teach generally in project management, but with a focus on sustainability in project management. And we've done some great work. We're going to be doing a webinar for IBM. If you know Debbie Dell of IBM, the PMO Center of Excellence uh, VP, great leader. She spoke at the PMO Symposium in San Diego. I was glad to see her speak. She's brought us in to do a webinar for her thousand-something PMs later this month, and we're looking forward to that. So, I mean, we, we, we are trying to get around. It's just the two of us, and it's a small entity, but... This is another opportunity to kind of help spread the word and, and share knowledge, both directions, by the way, both directions. Well, Rich, thanks again so much for participating and as well here on that. Thanks for the opportunity. You bet. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us on, on the PM Hangout. I encourage you to look for, go, go and read all of the posts that are out there. Uh, you can go to sensiblepm.com slash world, and there you will see a list of all of the the blog posts so far that have been written in in North America. And then we will just add to that list when Europe and, and the rest of the world posts. Now remember, uh, March 10th is when you will see the next round of posts coming from Europe and March 17th from, from down under. So until uh, next week, next week our PM hangout will be for the European bloggers. And because of the numbers, demanding how many, I might even have to do two rounds of this, two, two, uh, two hours worth. We'll see how, who all signs up. I don't have that list yet, but until next week, have a great day. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you again, Sherry and Rich, for joining me on the Hangout and on this podcast. I really encourage you to check out their blog posts, which I will include the links to those on the show notes at sensiblepm.com slash 14. Also, go out and check out the rest of the North American contributions by going to sensiblepm.com slash world. There you will see a list of all of the blog posts. And in fact, at the time of this recording, uh, both North America and Europe have produced their their posts, and you will actually see both of those listed. That is also the same location you'll be able to see eventually as all project manager bloggers release their posts throughout the world. Now, I look forward to reading about all of the different points of view from around the world. And, of course, what has already been released are the North American blog posts. There's about 12 of them, I believe. Europe just released theirs. There's about 24, I believe, uh, from Europe. On March 17th, Australia and New Zealand will release theirs. I think there's about seven of those. And then the rest of the world will follow. I am still trying to pull together additional bloggers from around the world. There are about, I think there's seven or eight now from the rest of the world. We might do that just as one more, one more round. Uh, if I can get more bloggers from specific areas of the world, then we will concentrate on that part of the world. Otherwise, the, the rest of the posts will be coming in at the end of March. Now, all of this, just so this is, uh, time stamped, uh, this is all happening in 2014. As each one of these releases, I will bring to you here in the next few episodes the thoughts from Europe and then down under and then the rest of the world, depending on how many bloggers I can get to join join me on the Hangout. Now, I also want to remind you about the new mentoring series that I've just released as kind of a bonus set of episodes, and that's where Terry Etchegwin and I sit down as she studies for the CAPM test, the PMI CAPM test. And those special episodes will come out every other week for about 12 episodes. Now, also, if you'd like to contact me, remember, you can always leave me a voice message by selecting the send voicemail button that's on the right-hand side of the page on the sensiblepm.com. You can also send me an email at podcast at sensiblepm.com. Well, since this was a long episode, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Until next week, remember, a sensible project manager always looks for a practical way to manage a project to success. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Philippi, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.